This week on The Big Show, the Marvel film takeover is in full effect, and this week marks the beginning of the summer movie season. Film critic Charles Kirkland stops by to talk about how high Avengers Infinity War will soar, Kanye talking reckless, and the chipping away of Bill Cosby's legacy. Plus, we'll have entertainment news and reviews of the latest films, including Tully, all on the latest episode of Keeping It Real with Film Gordon. Let's go. Got a good one for you guys today. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Film Gordon. I am Tim Gordon. Hey, it's beautiful outside. I tell you every week, it's always wonderful to come into these studios, be able to look out the window and see all that sun. The summer season is here. Nice, nice show today. Uh, Coming up a little later on in the show. I mean, normally we got four or five movies to review, but guess what? Infinity Wars is in theaters, so that's really the only movie today that we're going to really focus on. Um, so the only other movie we'll review today, of course, will be uh, Oscar winner Charlize Theron's film Tully, which made its debut at Sundance earlier this year. So that's coming out, and we'll talk about that a little later on in the show. Uh, Charles Kirkland, a film critic and colleague of mine, is in studio today. So we're going to talk about a bevy of different stories. Uh, of course, Infinity Wars, how that all is going to play itself out. I've got some real hard numbers that they're now projecting for week two. Uh, you also remember that Deadpool 2 is going to be in theaters in a couple of weeks, so I think that's going to really stunt the growth of that film, but we'll talk about that later on. Kanye West has just been crazy this weekend, and I definitely wanted to get some feedback and talk about uh, some of what I've been hearing and reading on social media. And then last but not least, uh, we were here a week ago when the news broke that uh, Bill Cosby was convicted uh, in that 2004 case a case. Uh, so I wanted to, to I've had a week to kind of think about this and look at coverage. So we'll talk about all of that. And then Wilson Morales will be by uh, in a couple of minutes to talk to us about what's going on in film. But before we get to Wilson, let me just open the show by saying that, um, you know, with summer, with May now being here on the horizon, it's going to be a really busy next couple of months for me, um, you know, professionally, because, you know, I've got a film festival that I'm launching that's going to be coming up at the end of July. So, you know, we're closing on a lot of information and I can't wait to unveil the this, this slate of films in the next couple of weeks and then some other huge surprises that are coming up with that. Um, going in the, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to probably be featuring a lot of these filmmakers. Love sitting down talking to filmmakers about their vision for their film. So I want to talk about that as well. And if we have some time in our, in, in our next segment with Charles, I want to talk a little bit, a little bit about 
uh, another screening series that I do and a film that is really close to me for Mother's Day that we're going to be showing this weekend. So we'll have all that coming up. But without any further ado, um, you know, I, I bring this brother on our show every week. Um, I watch him and I have watched him grow in his profession. Um, I have a lot of respect for the work that he does. Uh, without any further ado, and I, and you know, and if you, if he, if if he, if he says I said this about him, I didn't. I, I would never tell him any of this stuff. But Wilson Morales, <laughs> welcome to Keeping It Real with Film Gordon, sir. How are you? We're good. You know, it's a good warm day in New York City, but we're good. Man, I'm going to need to get you some more energy, man. Do I have to plug a battery in you, put you in a charger, man? What, what is it going to take <laughs> to get some more energy out of you, man? You're like, yeah, man, that was that was good. <laughs> so what's going on, Wilson? Not much, as you mentioned. You know, Avengers is in theater right now, so no one wants to compete with it. This was actually supposed to be the week it opens up, but, you know, because of Black Panther's uh, sudden uh, unexpected box office performance, you know, Disney was like, let's go for the juggernaut. We released it a week early, and look what happened last week. And from what I'm understanding, it's going to do very well this week. Uh, so no one wants to compete with that. I think uh, if you really, if you don't want to see CGI films, then go see some of these independent films that are coming out in smaller theaters. Okay, well, you're right. So are there any recommendations on these smaller films that you have? I know we're going to be talking about Tully a little later on. Um, but are there any that you've seen that you would recommend? Actually, there, there isn't there isn't a lot out there. You know, I think studios you know want to make some change. So you know, knowing a lot of multiplexes are going to take up Avengers, you know, you wouldn't be wise to put in your theater, putting your film in the same theater as Avengers. Right, I agree uh, with you. Tully is a good reviewed film, and you know, Charlize Theron has a base of an audience. So depending where it's at, that's probably worth seeing. Uh, but a lot of it, either you know, you're think you're going to have uh, some shows appearing on Hulu, Netflix, until, you know, we're now in the throes of summer season where every week is going to be something big. Now, it, we, we were talking about Avengers, and we're going to talk a little, a lot about it uh, in the next segment, but I just want to get a comment from you, because one of the things that, that, you know, we talked about here when we went to the, uh, the screening, premiere screening a couple of weeks ago, was the, the ability that I don't think it will have not necessarily the legs, but the repeat business domestically that uh, Marvel's last film enjoyed. I mean, would you agree with that? Well, you know, they're making a case to have business. Like, you know, obviously they've done better than Black Panther numbers have done. Uh, the question is, Black, it's actually helped Black Panther go back in the box office top five that Black Panther is nearly reaching $700 million, whereas <laughs> Ventures will come close to it. You know, like right now, that 300, uh, by the end of this weekend, they'll be at four something. Um, <clears throat> question is, will they get people to see it four or five times they did for Black Panther to even reach $700 million? By the time we get to Deadpool, I think people uh, eventually start, I wouldn't say petering out, but I don't know if it will have that much business to uh, make up to, to gain up to the top three. No, I, t I totally understand, man. All right, well, we'll talk a little bit about that. Now, I saw you were busy this weekend, man. What was going on on your social calendar, man? Were there film openings? Where is it theater? Was it... Well, well, last week I was covering Tribeca Film Festival, and, and uh, this week is a little bit slow. You know, now the festival is open, and that's a good thing, at least in New York, that with Avengers open, at least seeing Tribeca Films 
independent films, documentaries, you know, you can kind of get grounded into that stuff. Um, so everything else is, that's happening is not Avengers, which is good because other people need some uh, some play. I know you have uh, DIY people coming back on Netflix starting this Friday. Given you show them on UMC TV called Mahogany. Um, it's a shame that you don't have any any film challenge Avengers, but when you see the numbers that it's doing, second place is not even an option. <laughs> now, so you're saying Dear White People is back. Um, I actually saw, and I'm not sure, Wilson, you probably haven't watched it yet on Netflix, The Rachel Divide. I'm going to talk about that in our next segment as well, about Rachel, is it Dolachal? Dolazal? I've, yeah, I'm not sure. I have not seen it yet. You know, I think I, I you watched know. it this morning. I, I would really love to get your opinion on that because I went in with one kind of a mindset, and then when you get to the end, I, I was totally in a different place. I was like, oof. <laughs> you know, the good and bad thing about Netflix is that one, they have a lot of product. They have sometimes a lot of good product. Two, they have way too much product coming out almost every week. They don't give some of these products a chance to breathe, a chance to gain its audience. And once it's out, you're on to the next thing next week. Yeah, that's it's promoting true. like 10 things a week. Yeah, Netflix Netflix uh, does a, a really good job of getting content. They don't do a really good job of marketing content, and, and nor do I think they care. I think they just want to have it be kind of a portal that, you know, depending on whoever's watching it, there's something for everybody. I mean, that's kind of what my sense is of what their yeah, marketing their plan is. more or less like, we're assuming that nobody else has a TV station but Netflix. So we'll just put enough stuff on there that as you're browsing through, eventually you'll get to this. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, but yeah, but seriously, though, if you get an opportunity, I definitely really wanted to, to get some feedback because I didn't even know the film was on there. You know, like you said, you just turn Netflix on and it's like, hey, we got this new thing. And I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> so it's yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, too, it's probably interesting. So when you're talking about last week covering the uh, t uh, Tribeca Film Fest, was there any film or films that stood out, any performances that stood out for you? Uh, a few, you know, Tessa Thompson had a movie called, um, I forgot, wow, <laughs> she had a film in the, in the festival where she's showcased in a leading role. Um, it's good for her career to possibly something, to see something where she's taking command as opposed to being part of an ensemble or like, you know, like she was in Thor and so forth. Um, Common had a film called All About Nina, which is actually good for him. I thought he was pretty good. There are a couple of good documentaries, like The World According to the Gospel, which is going to hit theaters. Oh, Andre. Have, is that Andre Leon Talley? Yes. And then you also have United Skates, uh, which actually won, I think, a film award for Best Documentary, and that's co-produced by John Legend. <clears throat> so you got a number of films out there. Uh, sometimes, with, you know, just like Sundance, you get a lot of movies that get talked about. They win awards, and hopefully they can find distribution to be released this year at a good time where it can be marketed well. Now, the Tribeca Film Fest, uh, which just ended last week, this, I mean, and, and, and pardon me if this is obvious, and I really don't, and I should have thought of this, we don't, I don't think about movies coming out of Tribeca the same way I think about them coming out of Toronto or coming out of Sundance. Has there been, like, a huge film that kind of launched, other than, like, I think about Kobe Bryant's film that won an Oscar. I know that debuted at Tribeca. But has there been a feature film recently that has come out the box from Tribeca and people are like, wow. 
No, not so much. I think what happens is because these things are so early. See, Sundance, I always think, is you know more of a for first-time filmmakers or somebody to break out. You know, it has that moniker of that all of what's oh, a Sundance film. South by Southwest is the next festival, and uh, you know, and then you have Tribeca, and then you have Cannes, and the thing the theory is like even with Cannes Film Festival coming up, and likely is like the only big name prominent film going there. Um, outside of Star Wars, Solo, um, is that people want to wait. You know, some films and studios are not ready to promote their films this early. So they'll wait to Toronto when they know it's the heart of the Oscar season to start saying, okay, now's the time, uh, now's the time where we're going to get the right people at these festivals that start the marketing. Like, they're as well the press do the viral campaign first. This is the best performance, this is the best film, and they get that free marketing. To do so in April, knowing you have a lot more left, a lot more time in the year, they're kind of like, okay, blowing it wide early. Okay, I understand. All right, Wilson. So, you know, I think this week is slow, and I think next week is going to be equally as slow because I'm not, I'm not even really sure what's opening next week, but they're really not opening anything of, of anything major until Deadpool uh, is coming out in a couple of weeks. So I think that, uh, at, uh, uh, goodness gracious, Infinity War, uh, Avengers Infinity War will get its money this week. Uh, it has, to me, one more really solid week, man, because I think you, you're saying it's not going to peter out, but I think that a lot of the folks who are superhero folks will be turning their attention to other superhero films uh, when Deadpool 2 comes out that week. Yeah, you know, you have Avengers, then Deadpool, then you'll start getting into, oh yeah, after Deadpool, then you have solo Star Wars story, then you have like uh, Jurassic Park, Mission Impossible, you know, you start getting more juggernauts week after week. Yeah, summertime is always tough, man. All right, Wilson, uh, before we get out of here, man, anything else coming up for you professionally this week? Uh, no, not much. I, I'll just be home watching some early episodes some upcoming series yet yeah i'm not even gonna say it man i'm so mad at you you're gonna send me a text about a, a, a season two you got which don't say it on the air but uh you need to hook a brother up that's all i can say <laughs> <laughs> um well actually is it on the portal can i can i get it on the portal no, it's not on here. You I hate you, man. Yes, we, we know what we're talking about. This is inside stuff. All right, Wilson, tell everybody where they can follow your content, man. You can find me on blackfilm.com, which is the same word you use for Twitter and Instagram. I hate you so much, man. Wilson Morales, <laughs> thank you, sir. Uh, and I look forward to talking to you next week. All right, we'll talk later. And keep those emails coming, you hater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. That's and that is Wilson Morales, uh, editor in chief of BlackFilm.com. He joins us at the top of the show every week uh, to give us his take on entertainment. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back on the other side, it's going to be time for me to talk with my good friend and colleague Charles Kirkland. You guys are listening to Keeping It Real with Film Gordon here at ninety six point three HD four, and that's DCRadio.gov. And we'll be right back.
Jerome Gordon. I'm feeling real energetic on a Thursday afternoon. I'm in here moving. Boy, y'all should see me. I'm in here working it out. Oh, by the way, uh, you, you're not going to say anything about my baby face? I'm talking to you. No? We'll edit all of this out. <laughs> I was trying to get some reaction. All right. Hold on a second. Let me hit pause. Max was like, ooh, me? He's like, I have my part of this show. All right, so let's try that again. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Keeping It Real with Film Gordon here at 96.3 HD4, and that's DC Radio. And if you're listening, that's dcradio.gov. Wonderful last segment. Thank you to Wilson Morales, a man who holds on to all of the wonderful, cool content and won't share it with anybody, but will let me know he has it. Uh, So coming up a little later on in the show, uh, we're going to review the only movie that's opening in theaters this week, and of course, that's Charlize Theron's film, Tully, and but right now it's time for me to uh, welcome into our show uh, a, a, a colleague who is on the rise, a young brother who has been getting it done for several years. I've been watching him. I'm always scouting talent. So you know, Charles Kirkland, you represent talent, brother. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm I'm happy to be here. How you like the studios, man? This is this is pretty awesome. I'm I'm used to the mm-hmm. podcast world where I'm yeah. sitting at my, my in my office or mm-hmm. at a desk or mm-hmm. something, and wow, moving on up right here. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they they built a pretty good shop here, man. You know, that's all I can say, especially since the boss is looking through the class. DC Radio is the bomb. <laughs> I, I love it here. Yes, it is. Nice, <laughs> nice side. So, welcome to the show today, man. Um, th- this, of course, we were talking earlier that uh, with with the Avengers in theaters, Avengers Infinity War theaters, uh, and no studio really putting up any other content, and we're hitting the beginning of the summer season. We've got kind of like a lull. For like the next two weeks, man, there's really nothing happening because, you know, there's all that Marvel air, smell all that Marvel <laughs> air that's out there. It, it's, it's really amazing because you, you, you give us the list of screeners for the week and we come out and there's nothing to be screened. And so it's, mm. it's, it's not real, literally dead air in the, in the movie universe right now. Yeah. Avengers has sucked it all up. Nothing to see. There's nothing to see. Yeah, I mean, I think I think part and what he's what Charles is explaining is that every week we normally get notifications from uh, the local publicists that will let us know of movies that need to be screened from week to week. And this week uh, was nothing. I think last week might have been one. One. <laughs> so there's <laughs> nothing mean, happening right now. And that was the movie that you're going to talk about later on in the segment. It was Tully. Tully. So yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like a ghost town for yeah. movies right now so I, I, it, but that's all good because right. they got to do what they got to do for avengers to, to to get it to make the money that they want to make and i'm glad you brought that up man now you heard me ask wilson in the last segment uh you know uh what we think this movie honestly will do and and again as we're talking about grosses and we've become so sophisticated now it's not necessarily about a worldwide number, right? Worldwide is when you combine the domestic gross, which is 35% of North America, Canada, and the United States, versus the other 65%, which makes up the rest of the world, right? So let's understand this as our baseline, right? right? So when we talk about a film like Black Panther, Black Panther, I'm looking at the numbers right now, is sitting at 689 million, right? So it is on the verge of doing something domestically that is, it's, it's only two other movies that have ever done this before. So Star Wars The Force Awakens is sitting at $936 million of domestic gross. 
and Avatar did 760. Uh, Black Panther is literally about 10 and some change away from being the third movie in motion picture history to be $700 million domestic. Right. Now, having said that, the, the thing that I've talked about, and I've talked about it a little on this show, but I've talked about it a lot to my crew, is that uh, if you track and look at the numbers of a traditional Marvel film in the MCU, right, especially when you look at not just Avengers films, but you look at Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, those sorts of Guardians of the Galaxy, those films do tremendously well around the world, outside the United States. And Black Panther is the one exception (laughs) that it clearly outgrossed, like there's more gross in the 35% domestic than it is in the 65%. So Black Panther is only at like 640 or something like that. You know, worldwide. I mean, not worldwide. Uh, internationally, right? right? Um, and I, I was telling, I was talking to a colleague this morning. I said, "Man, if this movie would have been the traditional Marvel movie, it'd be at like one six one seven right now. It would have passed Easily. all those movies if it, if it tracked and made money overseas the way the other ones do." Now, as it relates to Infinity War. You and I both know that it's no way on God's green earth that that movie domestically is going to get anywhere close to Black Panther. It's just not. And explain why you why do you think it is, and I'll and I'll tell the audience my thoughts. Well, well, simply the reason is that the the that it will do better domestically. Black Panther did better domestically is because the African American uh, population happens to go see movies several times and they and they've supported this movie better than any of the other MCU movies and and that's not a good thing or a bad thing it's just the fact that the matter they see something that's relevant to them and they've supported it in on mass right and so and so uh, this culturally uh, diverse and i mean just black film mm-hmm. of course is going to do much better here in the United States and for the same reason, it's probably the why, why it's not going to do as well outside of the United States, right? Uh, because it's so segmented again that uh, Chinese, uh, India, they're not going to go uh, in on mass to see it's so black, black. <laughs> so black. <laughs> a black Panther movie, oh my God. like they would uh, uh, Avengers: Infinity War. So that's why you have now Avengers: Infinity War is making as much internationally as as Black Panther did domestically. Right. And but here's the thing. You've already spoken about how Deadpool is coming out and these other other movies are coming. They're going to cut into the <laughs> the the money that Avengers Avengers will in Infinity War will never approach the domestic numbers no. that Black Panther had. No. And so uh, I'm I'm even skeptical that it'll that it will get even like you said three hundred thousand. But I'm for the second week I'm looking at a hundred maybe a hundred and fifteen thousand. No, that they've already projected a million. Well, I mean, well they're projecting that it's going to do one thirty. So one thirty would be a fifty percent drop off. So I, you know, I had this conversation with somebody before they gave the projections out. I said, you, you know, Black Panther, 
lost like maybe 40% of his audience, 40 or 45% of his audience, because I know it went from 201 to like either 108 or 112 or right, something like that, right. which I was like, whoa. It, uh, <laughs> it was an amazing number, for, right. because usually in you see at least 50% drop, drop off, off. In, into mm-hmm. your second week, mm-hmm. where Black Panther barely touched 45, mm-hmm. and, and so it, it's an astounding number, again, mm-hmm. for, I mean, and that just shows you about the repeat African-American dollars that went into the movie. Now, now listen to this. I ain't going to jump you, uh, cut you off. So this movie, to, to, to my point, remember I told you that Black Panther made six hundred and forty-five million dollars uh, internationally. Internationally, uh, Infinity War is already sitting at five thirty-four, going into its second week. Its second week, going to the second. So, and, so and, this, and, the, and the big thing is, the, the, this week China is right. finally getting Avengers: Infinity War. So those, so those, again, those international numbers are going to jump skyrocket. We're just not the same support for Black Panther. Now, the thing that's interesting, and and I'm looking at this again, is that, uh, and I and I and if I really had the time and sat down and crunched this, I could really break it down even further. But the the box office gross, of, which is at 800 and uh, where's the number? 840 million going into its second week is in Infinity War, right? Right. Worldwide. Right. 36% of its gross is here Domestic. in America. <laughs> 34, 34%, and the other 63.6% is foreign. Let us, let me let me go back one, one slide and just look at something, because I, I kept beating this drum like the first weekend, and nobody was listening. I was like, Black y'all are not watching this. Black, Black Panther's, Panthers at 51%, 51%. almost 52% of its audience, its money was made here. And the other forty-eight percent was made around the world. Correct. So if we had that that, that kind of marble where it was forty sixty or like in this case thirty-four sixty-four, man, that movie would have smoked overseas. It would have done quite well. But you know that's neither here nor there. So you you've hit all of the good points, and and, and the huge reason why it won't get close is because of Deadpool and Solo and all of the other things that are going to happen. And you don't have the, the cultural kind of touchstone that right. people are going to run back and forth and watch it four and five times like I, like our boss did over there. I know he saw it like six or seven times, man, so and, uh, he, and, he put up four. Here's another, couple, here's, a, here's another couple of issues. Right. The story of Infinity War is not as strong as the story of Black Panther either. So there are going to be people who are going to go see it just because it's Infinity War. But there's going to be a lot of people who are going to not see it because it's not as good a film as Black Panther was. Right. And then there's the other issue. Black Panther's uh, versus where Infinity War has only had a couple of weeks before the next film comes out. Black Panther had six weeks. Man, it was... Not, well, actually, it, let me take that back. It came out in a wasteland of time right. in, in February. So it, could, <laughs> it had a wasteland of, of, of opportunity to build its, its uh, money up. I didn't, I didn't want us on record i'm talking to charles kirkland uh from dc film life i did not want to disrespect you know films like red sparrow and annihilation and what was that other uh movie about the 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 couple who had the who was staging these fake kind of events uh because all these movies came out during the time that black panther was out i can't remember what it was called paul rudd and um (laughs) You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do. No, I do. I can't yeah, think I can't of it either. Exactly. <laughs> that, that explains. <laughs> but that's the whole point. Look, is that explains why Black Panther went on a six-week run. Like, what's the name of that movie? 
I have no idea. Yeah, but, I don't remember. But I mean, that's that's again that <laughs> speaks to the landscape of the movies at that time of the year. They they really don't usually play anything uh, of any significance at that time of year anywhere. They're they're usually putting their movies in that aren't the the hot box office things. They they're saving those for later on in the year. So again, it was a, the nexus of all realities for oh, for Black Panther that it could come in at that time and just dominate the field. They call it the perfect storm. Yes, <laughs> the perfect cinematic storm. So all right, so we I think we have a pretty good handle on where we are as it relates to Avengers: Infinity War. Um, I guess we've got a couple of minutes, man. Are we going to be looking at some superhero fatigue? And I'm not talking about with Deadpool, because Deadpool, I think, has the tone and Deadpool will work. But I'm concerned about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Man, it just feels like, you know, you ever hear the phrase, something's going to fall off a cliff? This one feels like it can fall off a cliff to me, man. Are you feeling that, too? This is one of those films that people are are going to really just wonder why it is there. Because it has nothing to do with anything else in the universe uh, as far as what we can see. Right. But um, And so people are going to, they may really be tired. And that may also be the factor why there's no other Marvel film until next year after Ant-Man and the Wasp come out. Because I think... The the people at Disney Marvel are incredibly smart that they know that there may be the, the, the chance for some fatigue to come in. And so they, they've purposefully not scheduled anything else for the rest of the year to give people a break from what's happening in the in cinematic in the superhero universe. So but there's not not a really big movie until March of next year right. when Captain Marvel comes out. And again, they've. Position that movie smartly in this that area of time where there's not a lot of big movies coming out. You mean sort of like what they did this year? Sort of like yeah, what it, they it, did with Black Panther. I would not be surprised <laughs> at all if if Marvel made an announcement and said that we're moving we're moving Captain Marvel back to February. I I, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, but I don't think it was. Be, I still don't think it would be the same because of again some of the other issues that we spoke to uh, for. Uh, Black Panther. So, all right. Well, we're gonna take a break right now. We're gonna come back with more of what I call Charles Kirkland uncut. You guys <laughs> are listening to the Big Show here at DC Radio, keeping it real with Film Gordon, and we'll be right back. Hey, hey! I am your lovely Miss D Stone, and you are listening to the Big Show, keeping it real with Film Gordon, baby. <laughs> To the ride here at DC Radio 96.3 HD4. Keeping it real with Film Gordon. Keeping that train rolling right along. Now we were we're still on with Charles Kirkland, who uh I'm still here. He's still here, man. He he was great in the last segment, but boy, it's gonna get real good now. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, welcome back to the show. Before we get back into the show, uh coming up in our next segment, it's gonna be time for me to talk movies. Tully is on the platter this week, so I'm anxious to share my uh, thoughts on that film, so make sure you tune in for that. 
Uh, but back to my friend, Mr. Kirkland, the man I call past the Chuck. For reasons that we will not go into. Please not. Not right now. <laughs> not right now. Maybe maybe the later date. Charles Kirkland is back on the show. And I'm sitting here, man. There has been a firestorm that has erupted over the last seven days, man, regarding uh, Mr. West. Kanye West. Now, here, and before we get into this, let me just give a little of my background on this. Because, you know, years ago when Kanye was... The real Kanye. College dropout Kanye. Yeah, 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 I'm talking about like the good Kanye. Um, I was working at BET. I had left HUR and um, I had taken over as the entertainment, uh, you know, running the entertainment channel over at BET. And I was there during the time when I think it was his, I want to say it's his third album. Was it uh, Graduation? Is that the one that had the good life and... You can't tell me nothing, you know. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. I think that was the album. The the infamous bat, the infamous. Uh, he went head to head with Fifty Cent, right? And and you know, and he and he <laughs> crushed Fifty Cent. <laughs> I mean, I forget what Fifty's album was called. I think it was called Curtis that went up against Graduation, but an amazing album. The Good Life. You can't tell me nothing. Um, I think was Big Brother on that album. The song no. he made about Jay Z. I think it that was on yeah, that album. Think, yeah. Yeah. But it was it was an incredible album. And I remember <laughs> Kanye was riding high. He had done Jesus Walks several years earlier than that. And, you know, he was just an artist who people there were a lot of people thought that thought that he was really the future of the shy. You know, he's, he used to yeah. rap that. Yeah. And unfortunately, his mother passed unexpectedly. And it seemed at that time, man, that Kanye West went into a funk. And I hate to say it, man. I think his mother passed, what, around 2008, 2009? Mm -hmm. I'll look it up and see. But it looks like he got into a funk, and he never got out of this funk. I mean, he still made a couple more albums, you know, 808 Heartbreak. And I know him and Jay got together. They did Watch the Throne and some other stuff. But his music, I guess, and either it evolved, but it also changed. And then... I hate to say this, and I'm not being funny, and I'm not being disrespectful because I've never met anybody who's a Kardashian, but him hooking up with Kim Kardashian did not help his career. And there's a wonderful meme, Charles, I'm, and I'm going to let you jump in. There's a wonderful meme that somebody put up on Instagram, and it said, you know, Jay-Z has Beyonce. Kanye West has Kim Kardashian. Mm. A good woman, a good wife <laughs> is so valuable. And I'm saying, Kanye, you got to make better life choices, oh man. So we set it all up, man, to get to the real point. Mr. West has two new albums coming out. Mr. West was interviewed. And Mr. West made a comment. Now, do you want to hit the comment or you want me to hit the comment? Please, I'll let you hit the I'll let you do it. I will I, I don't I don't have the exact comments, so I'm just gonna <laughs> paraphrase that he basically talked about uh uh four hundred years so four hundred years of slavery, uh, you know, sounds like it was a choice. Like, you know, you didn't you mm. made a choice to to be slaves. And I think when people heard that you know, they, they, they have this phrase called black Twitter because there's no real place. You know, if, you, if you're non-black and you're listening to the show, there's no real place called black Twitter. Okay. There, there's, there's just no, Twitter. There, there's no address. Right, right. There's no address. It's not just a group. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to clarify that for people. There's no black Twitter. But black Twitter went crazy. Yeah. They went crazy last week uh, over this. And Kanye West, it, everybody's chimed in from Trevor Noah. Um, I saw, um, you know, T.I. came out and talked about this. 
Um, he stopped by TMZ one day, and uh, I guess I forget the guy's name at TMZ that laid into him. Harvey Levin and, oh and Charles. Man. Oh, my goodness. And then Van, oh, the other guy. Oh, my gosh. They just went in on him. This is one of those things that crossed from from social media into real life because I was getting actual phone calls about. Did you hear what Kanye West said? And I'm like, What is wrong what with Yeezy? What is wrong with it? now? I'm not one to make light of uh, of of mental illness, right? But I think the brother has seriously got some mental issues going on. And he he talked on TMZ about how he's, you know, he's medicated and he, you know, he's doing these things. But somebody needs to up the dose. He needs some other counseling or something. Somewhere this brother has really gone off the rails. And and we talked about uh, a good wife, you know. (sighs) I I, I praise the Lord. I have a good wife, man, because I, I can't see... From where he was, college dropout, graduation, that area, and now here he is. I don't know what happened. How you can explain it? Mother, grief is a bad thing. Right. Um, but he needs some support. He needs some counseling. He needs some, um, He's about to get the black card taken. You, we talked about that. About also. to get it taken. <laughs> the black card is. Let me, let me tell you something, ooh. man. We, we are talking with Charles Kirkland here on the show. They created a hashtag this week. I'm looking at it right now. The hashtag is, if slavery was a choice. Oh, my God. Now, there's a whole bunch of memes that I've seen of people putting up, if slavery was a choice. So, you know, like, man, you see a dude in a suit walking to the field. Man, I'm not, I'm out of here, man. If sla- hashtag, if slavery was a choice. Let me tell you something. We're we sitting here making, and I'm not, I'm not making necessarily light of it. I don't want people at home listening, thinking that we're, Clowning. We well, actually, we are clowning him, but we're not making light of what he said because, you know, African Americans and 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 all, there have been a bunch of different people who have have been in servitude, right? So you can go back to biblical times, you yes. can go through history, but but black folks have suffered in this country, and you know, and and the, and the thing that makes comments like that to me even more infuriating is because it's not it's not like it's over. So it's like no. we people when 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 people talk about the Holocaust, the Holocaust was something that happened over a specific amount of time, and then once that that was over, you know, you get the hashtag never forget. So they have dealt with that, and then they are transitioning as a people after that happened. Correct. The the effects of slavery continue continue on to this to day. This day we yes. have African Americans being shot. I, I've gotten to the point now. And, and I tell people, I'm, I'm a person of age, and I grew up in, in an era, like, I'm 10 years, I'm within a 10-year decade, like, in my life, mm-hmm. of when Emmett Till was killed. Yeah. That, I was born in the, in the mid to early 60s. Emmett Till was killed in 1955, so the specter of that has always been a part of my life. So, I'm sitting here, and, we, and we're <laughs> clowning Kanye, but I'm like, please understand that, yeah, if you brown in this country, there's a certain reason why black people are, to me, you know, are sensitive about certain things and have every right to be sensitive. Exactly. Which leads me, and so, so which leads me to my next comment, I mean, next kind of pivot, but we're going to get back to Kanye and Cosby. Um, I watched this movie, uh, The Rachel Divide, this morning about Rachel Dolezal, Dolezal or whatever her name Dolezal, is. Dolezal, yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching the movie. And I went into it, and you know, she's she's like a, obviously a white woman with white parents who identifies as as black, right? 
So initially when I heard the story, I was like, I mean, that's cool. I mean, I know a bunch of black folks that look like me who identify white. So I'm like, we can cast true. You know, like true. like in the famous Dave Chappelle skit, you know, we could the, the, the African American the no, the African American community would love to trade Kanye West for <laughs> <laughs> So but I watched this movie, right? And you know, and, I, and, and when you get a, a better understanding of her story, and her story is essentially that she grew up with two abusive parents. They, uh, they adopted like three or four kids or something like that. Three or four, or actually maybe, yeah, maybe they did adopt three or four other kids or something like that that were African-American and abused them, treated them bad. So in her mind, her mind clicks over that, you know, I, I want to be the absolute opposite of my, my white bread parents. Right. And I identify or feel in my soul I'm a black woman. So she uses the phrase transracial, which which is which is interesting <laughs> because we had people who you know I'm a I'm a black guy but I identify as a as a white woman, and we have those people and, and True, we're accepting absolutely. of that though. So so I went in it going you know we're accepting of one we can't be hypocritical hypocritical you need to be accepting of all right. But the longer I watched it, I just felt sad for her, man, because she has these kids, and she, you know, two these these two African American kids who are really taking the brunt. Because you know, kids right. are kids are mean spirited, man. Can uh-huh. you imagine? Uh, your mama was Rachel Dolezal, and you went to school, and it was like, oh, uh-huh. oh that's your mom, huh? <laughs> uh. Yeah. But go ahead, Charles. Well, um, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about Rachel because I mean that's a whole other story in itself. Right. I, I, I want to return to Yo, you want to pivot of, back to you want to pivot back to Mr. West. Yes, because <laughs> I, I, I need to I need to express this. Go for it. There are there's a, a large segment of population of, that are conspiracy theorists. They don't believe that certain things happen the way that they have, and so when you have a black man who stands up and says slavery was a choice, there's a whole segment of population out there that say, I knew it. I, I believe that all the time. This, it's, this is all prop- propaganda. And, they, and then it affects how we look at Black Lives Matter, how we look at um, the incidents that have happened to uh, black Americans across this country. Uh, we, you talked about being shot, being arrested, being uh, incarcerated at higher levels than any others. They're, they'll say, oh, it's all their fault now. It's, right. it, it's because slavery wasn't their bad. It wasn't bad. It's their choice. They're, and and it's, we're really subje- subjected to an oppressive society. So um, if we talk about if we have people talk about this didn't really happen, uh, slavery was a choice, and, and, and it really undermines the whole current of the African subculture, where they, they, all of a sudden now the validity that we may, there may have been uh, built up through things like racial and uh, 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 like movies like Roots and Detroit and things that express the pain that we go through. All of a sudden, now all these things are undermined by this whole culture of it didn't really happen. You guys could have done something about it to make it different, or you could have you could have chosen to rise up out of the fields. I've heard people. I've had people come to me and say, "Well, there were so many of you guys and so few of uh, the white people. Why didn't y'all just uprise?" Well, I mean, you and know, so and, and, I mean, and I, I've heard that too. So yeah. it it kind of gives validity to the conspiracy theories and we need to I, I think something Kanye needs to come back and 
I don't know. So, or somehow someone needs to need Kanye to come back and say, uh, that's not really what I meant. What I really meant yeah, to say I've or, heard, or, or however it goes. Too. So, yeah. I mean, that that's just my opinion on the whole situation. All right, man. So we got a couple of minutes, man. Uh, so we both agree uh, we're going to give him the bad Kanye this week. <laughs> yeah, bad, uh, bad Kanye. So Bill Cosby last week, man. I was feeling some kind of way about that one, man. Um <laughs> And, and and here's what I would say, man. I, I honestly believe, and I'm not trying to dismiss any behavior, right? Because if you are guilty of what they say you've done, you are. But again, you got to remember that we live in a country where we have a chief executive who's sitting at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue who has similar charges. There are other gentlemen that have been out there, you know, Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. So, yes. you know, again, all I'm looking for is fairness. If we're going to go after him, which I was also upset that I kept hearing last night that we're going to take his name out of the Television Academy website. I'm like, come on, man. It's like, I, well, actually, let me take that back. They did do it to Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein got kicked out of everything. I was like, I have never seen a guy who who, who didn't have this kind of color get persecuted like that exactly. in the media. So yeah, so okay, so they took Cosby out of the off the television website. At least they didn't kick him out of the TV Hall of Fame or or I, take back his ghost movie. dad Oscar. Uh, <laughs> or his star off the off the uh, Hollywood well, Walk. Yeah, somebody, I mean, somebody I, know, I know there's been talk about it, but on, you know man. they haven't done it, and hopefully, hopefully they won't. So, what's your what's your thoughts on on uh, Dr. Cosby? Oh man, um, mm-hmm. you, you really <laughs> <laughs> look look. Mm-hmm. Okay, my thoughts are Charles um, Kirkland. What are you thinking? I'm thinking. <laughs> Sometimes we need to, and, and this is the same thing we had when we we were taking down statues of, of Confederate soldiers and things. Sometimes there, there's there's two lives for a person. We we can recognize the the good that we that has been done, and then we can recognize the bad that has been done. And so uh, <laughs> that sound you hear is him tap dancing in the studio. Go ahead, man. Keep, keep I, be- I believe, I believe that Bill Cosby did what he, what some of the women have said that he's 54, done. Fifty-five women. Not, not all of them, but I believe that. What, what's uh, your threshold, man? Thirty-five, uh, twenty-five, twenty-five, thirty, maybe. Yes. Wow. So you're saying he was more than fifty percent on these women. I, yes, because I'm. I know what the subculture was at the, at the time that they're talking about, and a lot of these things did happen. And and I'm not going to turn a, and say no, he's totally innocent. I, I believe that some of these things happened. Now, if it happened all the way they say they say that it did, that's one thing. If but I believe that he drugged some women, and that he had some non-consensual sex. But that's. I mean, I'm sorry. We're in the studio with Charles Kirkland. Uh, go ahead, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that I mean, there's people that do that um, and that have not been brought to light as in the same way that, like you said, maybe Harvey Weinstein has. We need to, we need to go after that. See, here's my thing, man. If we're going to go after people and, like, you know, what, what, what happened with O.J. Simpson was another case of just – Pure overload, man. It's like, and, and 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 here's the thing, right? We've seen, I've seen athletes kill people uh, and got yeah. thirty days in jail. I've, yeah. I, I've seen. So the justice system is not just, and we don't really have enough time to really delve into that. But that would actually be a really good show 
one day to talk about, you know, entertainment and social justice, man, because justice is not equal, man. I, but I Charles, I, I, I don't know why you're trying to turn me into Kanye, though. Have me come out and speak, you know, about man, Brother you know, Cosby. I got real quiet, man. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, we all with this brother here. Uh, but Charles, uh, you did good, man. I need to get you back up in here, man, because we're running out of time, man. Um, but. Well, Please come back, brother. Well, I will be back. I'm I'm sure as uh, things progress on Lakefront Fields, yes, sir. I, I should be uh, coming in and doing some more things with you. We will have lots to talk about as it relates to the Lakefront Film Festival. All right, you guys, keep it where you got it. It's going to be time to talk movies in our last segment. You're listening to Keeping It Real with Film Gordon here at DC Radio, and we'll be right back. Film Gordon here at 96.3 HD4, dcradio.gov, and that's, of course, the home studios here at DC Radio. Uh, Charles Kirkland, thank you for everything uh, that last segment. Uh, remember, we were talking about uh, those issues. Remember who, who, who you heard on the air, so it wasn't me. <laughs> so welcome back to the show. And this week in theaters, there is literally only one movie to talk about. And, of course, uh, that movie is Tully. So without any further ado, here we go. All right. So up this week is Tully. And Tully, of course, is a comedy drama directed by Jason Reitman and written by Diablo Cody. The film stars Charlize Theron, Mackenzie Davis, Mark Duplass, and Ron Livingston and follows the friendship of a mother of three and her nanny. Now, uh, before we talk about this movie, man, let's listen to a clip from Tully. You seem like a great mom. <laughs> great moms organize class parties and casino night. They bake cupcakes that look like minions. All this thing is I'm just too tired to do. Honestly, even getting dressed just feels exhausting. I open my closet and I just think, didn't I just do this? Yeah, but that's the downside of living on a planet with a short solar day. Although Jupiter's even shorter. You're like a book of fun facts for unpopular fourth graders. Okay, and as you can hear, uh, Tully sets up to be something like if you watch the trailers, it's a story of a woman who uh, who's on her third pregnancy uh, as the film opens. She has two children. Uh, her, her oldest is probably uh, on the autism spectrum, and she is going through a whole lot with a partner who uh, played by uh, Ron Liv- or, yeah, played by Ron Livingston who, for the most part, is there as an earner, but not as a wonderful support system to help her with her children. And, you know, as she's dealing with her special needs child who's in a private school paid for by her uh, brother, uh, who has a a lot of paper, 
but the kid needs a little more attention than the school can provide. So the pregnancy uh, of, of, of the character, of, of Charlize Theron's character trying to deal with her son, uh, her husband not being there for her, and also having had a history of, you know, postpartum uh, with her with her earlier pregnancy, encourages her brother, who has means, to hire her a night nurse uh, to prepare for her third child. And that's where we get to the story. So when you watch it, seems like it's going to be another one of these films where, you know, you've got a mother and she's got a nurse and she'll... You know, you, she'll learn some life lessons about, you know, uh, uh, motherhood uh, with the help of this woman. And that is not the movie we got. <laughs> that is not what Tully is all about. Um, in this film, uh, let's also commend Charlize Theron, Oscar winner for Monster. Charlize Theron, I've actually been in a room with her. Charlize Theron is stunningly gorgeous. Let me say that again. Stunningly gorgeous. It's always amazing to me of how good of an actor she is that she has got to ugly herself up <laughs> to really do the work that she does. And in this film, it's not that she's ugly or unattractive. She's just overweight. You know, you think about a woman having a baby. And I really don't know how they were, they were able to accomplish this because I, I can understand you probably had the fake belly, but... She, this movie kind of is a, is a look at motherhood in a way that I don't think we've ever seen it before. Um, and it made me feel really bad watching this mother struggling who's already got postpartum in one pregnancy, pregnant again, trying to deal with this, this uh, deal, deal with a child who has his own set of challenges and not getting the support she needs. And she's, re- I mean, you, when you watch it, there's a montage that happens in the, in the first act that she's really going through it to the point where you sit there and feel like, wow, man, it, it is tough on women, man. It really is. But the story, which kind of has an M. Night Shyamalan sort of an element to it, I found this movie really caught me by surprise. And a lot of times, as I tell people, I purposely try to know, like when, you know, when we have upcoming films, I try my best to know as little as possible about a story because I want to go in there and just let the story take me where it's going to take me. Some days I'd sit there and go, you know, I wish I would have dug more into this because this movie is horrible. And I I slept through it. But Tully, I sat there with a crew of my uh, film colleagues and we literally had a long 15, 20-minute conversation about elements of the film. And it's the type of film that once you watch it once, You'll want to rewatch it again because once you really understand what's going on, understand how like the how how sometimes filmmakers can play with your perception, right? So they'll have you focusing on one thing when there's a second thing that's really happening that once you see it the second time you'll go, "Oh!" So Tully is a, it's a welcome surprise, man. I mean, Jason Reitman, who has done some really good work, Diablo Diablo Cody, who did, um, what was the, the, was it Juno that she did a couple of years ago? Very well written. Charlize Theron, I think, is a producer on this film. And, it, and as I said, for, uh, with Mother's Day coming up, this is almost the perfect film for a certain segment of women. Actually, not a certain, se- a sec- not a certain segment, for women to kind of look at this movie and, and for us as men to really appreciate how tough of a job motherhood, motherhood really is. It's not... 
You know, it's not just, hey, I'm going to carry this living human in my body for nine months and I'm going to pump them out and then, you know, it's all going to be Hosanna and roses and daisies. No, there is somebody's got to be there for that life. And then in the middle of all of that, you know, she's still a woman. There's still a level of sexiness, even in my unattractiveness. And Charlize Theron just kills this role. She's really, really good in this film. And, you know, they, they talked about some controversies. I don't know what the controversies would be. Um, I thought this movie, from start to finish, man, like I said, it was slow at the beginning, but that was just the lead-in to getting you to the story. I really, really like this film a lot, man. I gave it a B-plus, man. Tully is, uh, and not saying that Tim's B-plus is going to get you out of the Infinity War line, but, you know, <laughs> it's just giving you some more options. Who and, and we've got like about a minute to go, right? So during our last commercial break, it was brought to my attention that somebody died at an Infinity War screening. So I'm not saying that, you know, the power of Thanos because when you watch the movie. But, you know, you got some options, man. Go see Tully, man. You can live. You don't have to. <laughs> and I'm not being funny. And please, I'm not making in light that somebody lost their life inside the movie. But go see Tully, man. Tully is a movie that definitely deserves your time. All right, I am done for the week. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And as we tell you in closing every week, please see something good at the movies this week. I mean, I know what movie you want to see, but Tully is a really good option if you want to check it out. So until next time, we'll see you guys on the other side. This is Film Gordon, and keeping it real with Film Gordon, we're out.